magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdullah Kibshabaz. The program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Let's meet the panel. You know him as the owner and operator of IndiePolitics.org. He's an author. He's a broadcaster. He's an attorney. Abdullah Kibshabaz, hello. Good morning, my friend. How's it going? It's going well. And you know him from 30 years in the Indiana Senate. Once upon a time, the most beloved man in all of Indiana politics and government. And he gave it up to be friends with us, the great Jim Merritt. Hello. How do, Robert? Well, we do, and somebody else who does is uh, John Rust. He had his big hearing in front of the Indiana State Supreme Court this week. Of course, uh, earlier, uh, I guess it would be earlier this year. Would it be this year? Is that right? No, last Last year. Last December. Last year. Yes, boy, all the days run together now. Anyway, in the recent past, a Marion County judge threw out an Indiana election law that required you to vote in two uh, consecutive primaries in order, to, in order to run for that party's primary. And the state said, well, we can't have that. And they appealed it to the Supreme Court. And uh, John Russ trying to run for U.S. Senate had that hearing uh, this week. Abdul, you were there, correct? Yes, we were. All right. Uh, you're a lawyer um, in your spare time. And uh, you were there and you're a lawyer. What did you what did your law senses tell you about the line of questioning from the judges? Well, one thing I thought was interesting was uh, Supreme Court Chief Justice Loretta Rush. And one of the things she focused on uh, was the, the was sort of the second part of that, that, that provision of the statute. Now, there are two ways that you can that you can get on the ballot. Number one, be a, be a member in good standing, whatever that is. And you prove that by either A, uh, vote in two of their party's primaries, yeah. the last two primaries. Or B, you get a letter from your county chairperson and good standing yeah so that that's those are the criteria every time he comes in here the state treasurer daniel elliott tells our public i am a republican in good standing even though no one loathes <laughs> the republicans more than me i am technically a republican in good standing which means i could run for public office yes you could in a, in a republican primary yes you could. they have not passed a law yet saying bad mouthing the party <laughs> for which you wish to run disqualifies you and what was interesting was the the plaintiffs in the case were, or the or the or the, or the state the, the counties you know the folks who want sure. to keep the provision they were already kind of skating on thin ice with that first provision yeah because they figured okay maybe one year in a primary is fine but two years like ah that's a why did they do that why did they I'll, change I'll, the law I'll, I'll get to that in just okay. a second okay because that goes to Aaron Halgen and Trey Hollingsworth and the whole okay. district back in twenty whatever year that was all right but the other provision that the justice really really had an issue with and so a lot of the other justices was you get a, to, you have to get a letter from your county chairman saying you're in good standing. Well, the question was, well, what criteria does the county chairman use? What objective criteria is there? You know, is it the person volunteered or is it they, they, they helped out? Or what, what is that criteria? Because that, and to me, that I thought was a linchpin. There's a, there's a, there's a concept law called void, for, a statute is void for vagueness. Okay. In other words, say we can find you as much as we want. Well, what does that right. mean? 
And so the fact that they, they, the, the, the state really couldn't articulate, you know, what's Republican in good standing or what the criteria is, because, you know, when I said in Stupid County, hey, you're my buddy, Jim Merritt, you're fine. But, Rob, no, you got to pay me $30,000, well, well, here's which the- actually somebody did to get to run in the fifth. Okay, so this is this is the question to you, Jim Merritt, is because like the one of the questions that came up was, okay, if you got to vote in two consecutive primaries, the state constitution, state law, whatever says if you're 18, you can run for public office. Well, how do you run for public office if you're 18 years old, you've never been eligible to vote in a primary? Well, are you just ineligible? I mean, these these this appears. Am I wrong on that? That they, that appears to be in conflict with itself. No, no, it, it, no. There, there's no appearance. It is okay. Very good. Yeah. Well, also though, keep in mind to run for the House of Representatives in the state of Indiana, you've got to be 21, and you've and you to run for the Indiana Senate, you've got to be 25. But I don't think to be a county commissioner. You, no, you, no. But this was an effort years ago. Uh, to and we can get into this. It, it, it seems like did you do n- this? Are you to blame? No, you're not to blame for the two party. I voted for it. Nah, the two party one wasn't you though, right? Was that you? I I, I didn't I didn't you were I didn't gone. Present it and 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 no no we I I think this was before 2020. Yeah. Yes, I voted for it. And, really? And yeah. And well, I did, shame on you. Well, we've we've talked about this, Robert. I've had a I've had a, a epiphany a, epiphany that I <laughs> think this is Holy Weekend. I, this is about to get started here. I do believe that, and I've said this on this program before. I do believe that the the convention is the right way to nominate a U.S. Senate candidate and a governor candidate, and and, and as it is now a lieutenant governor candidate. But isn't it interesting that? We're now campaigning the courts. Yeah, it, and and it, it's that is the way that we're going right now. And but but I back up. I, I was I was the Republican chairman of the county of Marion for a couple of years, and this is when it happened actually. And uh, we don't want to nominate Democrats. Uh, re- Democrats don't want to nominate Republicans. And and so this was this was tacked on because as the aforementioned. Uh, Trey Hollingsworth uh, signing of the letter and uh, well, explain to everybody what that was. So Trey Hollingsworth was uh, from Tennessee, yes, yes, and he moved to Indiana, yeah, and his it, his father was very wealthy, yes, and he wanted to run for Congress, and uh, his residency was in question, and and so he went to I, I believe Jamie Noel in Clark County and ask him well. to, to sign this. <laughs> I, I believe it's the Clark County chairman who who signed this, signed the uh, signed the affidavit or the letter uh, that said you were in good standing, and that's how really all this happened. And you mentioned Aaron Houchin, who was a state senator at that time, did sponsor that legislation after the uh, trade. Because she ran for that office too. Yeah, she did, she did. Mm-hmm. and it yes. didn't work out well no, for her. And then she ran for Senate, mm-hmm. and then she quit in the Senate in the middle of the campaign to run for that mm-hmm. office again. That's why we call her professional office hopper. <laughs> and then, and now you know the rest of the story. But when you look at this whole situation, whole deal, it, it reminds me of, of a political episode of the Twilight Zone where the guy goes to the fortune teller and says, you're going to die at five o'clock today. So the guy <laughs> tries to do everything to not die at five o'clock, but everything he does Leads to him dying at five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. And he walks on the street and gets hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. oh, look, it's five o'clock. Yeah. So, okay. So you are you heard the arguments. I was trying to read through various people who were tweeting. Nikki Kelly live tweeted it. It appeared, and again, you're, you obviously have a law, a law degree. I do not. But it appeared based on kind of the play by play that I was getting that Rush 
and slaughter, because there's five justices, it's not nine like the U.S. Supreme Court, there's five of them, so you got to get three to be a winner either way. Rush and slaughter appeared very open to rust. Massa seemed not open to rust. Is that, would that be a fair? Yeah, that'd be a you you can never, it's always tricky to sort of imply what a judge is thinking based on their actions. Sometimes it could be asking you hard questions. For fun? No, because they actually agree with you. And they just want to make sure that you can argue and articulate. Mm -hmm. No. You're helping them yeah. prove their 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 line of thinking. Yeah, exactly. By by asking opposite questions, so so that you got to be a little bit careful on. But I would say just for the, the jury of the room, the two justices that Nikki mentioned were in favor. Massa seemed skeptical. The other two justices sort of seemed seemed open minded about the whole. The whole so thing. she she being Nikki Kelly came on Kendall and Casey this week and said, "Well, you know, the state Supreme Court has a track record of being very uh, hesitant to throw out." state law do you feel in this case and i said well wait a second you know it's like a 36 page ruling this dietrich this lower court judge throughout there there's a whole bunch of areas they're gonna have to find this judge aired because if he's even right on one of them they would have to go with his ruling right um uh, basically not necessarily you, what you, an answer my <laughs> <laughs> answer good radio that, that'll be 250 bucks thank you very much um no, the, the thing is, uh, what, what, the, what the court will more likely do, I think they'll throw out the law based on the county chairperson's ruling. Okay. Which, or, so they can do it piecemeal, is what yeah, you're they, saying. Yeah, they, 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 can, they, can, they can uphold in part, they can get rid of it in part, they can concur in part. Like I said, I, I think they get rid of the county chairman rule because there's just no criteria, objective criteria for how do you prove that you're a Republican in, or Democrat in good standing. And I also see, also see them throwing out that two year, that two primary rule. That's a bit much. One year. So maybe. they, so with, so when they rule, Merritt, you mm-hmm. you know this. You've been a lawmaker for a while. You can answer this probably as well as Abdul can. When they rule on this, they can say, okay, we're throwing the law out for these reasons, which gives you as a lawmaker a guidepost if you want to fix mm-hmm. the law. Is mm-hmm. that is that right? It is, and and I I was surprised that that the legislature did not address. Uh, the the signature the the letter from the county chairman or or excuse me from the the, the district chairman that this uh, this last well it's not over yet but I don't hear any murmurs about about changing election law this in, in for a short session this drastically but I, I, I what one can make the assumption that if they overturn part of that state law that is in this uh, in this lawsuit. They'll go back this next session in 25 and either tweak it or 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 delete it. And so that's really what happens. And and, and Abdul's right. Um, the, the Supreme Court is uh, not enthusiastic at all of ter- overturning uh, state law. But they've but done it, it. But they've done it, and it, it could happen this time. Well, okay. So uh... – when you Abdul watched this hearing play out, the state it seemed like the state didn't have a lot of answers for Jones. Is that the guy's name that was arguing on behalf of the the state? Yeah, yeah. It didn't seem like they had a lot of answers for this stuff. Now again, you're going off play by play of other people, but they're good it's reporters. It's also Todd Rukita's office. Too, well, so. well, look, we so don't. Todd Rukita's office has been pretty defiant in supporting the legislature and um, one of the reasons why 
the attorney general was so popular in the in Indiana General Assembly is because he has been fervent in defending state law. And so it sounds like this is just a little bit of a change in attitude uh, from the attorney general's office that they don't think they have for standing if, if they weren't enthusiastically uh, supporting what the legislature well did i mean they were supp- they were doing the guy was doing his best but i mean if, if you if somebody hands you a pile of trash what are you, you gonna say this you is can't <laughs> make chicken yeah. soup yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I, I don't know i don't know the guy i've never met him i'm just again going off you know with people like nikki kelly or given play by she does a very good job of being mm-hmm. very fair mm-hmm. i i just it's like how do you defend i mean to to me, I'm sure they defend worse. Well, I mean, he's going to try, but it's sure. like nobody can explain to me how an 18-year-old who can't vote in a primary is eligible then to run for public office, which they are under the laws of this and protections of this state. That is a, not a loophole, but a mistake. Did somebody say something to oh, you machine. guys when this was coming up? No, it, no. <laughs> Did somebody I, raise their hand and go, uh? You know, I've slept since then, but I don't recall that being an issue. And uh, might have been raised... Might have been in a hurry to, to get this done, uh, but then Senator Houchin did a very good job of convincing the legislature <laughs> that we needed to do this. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Uh, Rob Kendall, Abdul Game Shabazz, Jim Merrick Program, Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Let's switch over to something. So speaking of Nikki Kelly, the Indiana Capital Chronicle, uh, she had a piece over there that she got access to. You probably did this when you were a lawmaker, the citizen surveys. Yes. Where you would send a, uh, uh, basically Absolutely. basically a taxpayer-funded in- infomercial. Which, with which, your, which is what every it year. was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what you guys are, right? Like, you're using my money to promote yourself, yeah, and well, you, you pretend to care about what I think. Well, you know, much... A, a lot of uh, outreach is that way, and, and it, it happens that way. And, and it, it being a, uh, a questionnaire or or some sort of missive out to the out to the 130,000 people you you uh, represent, it happened, and it, it was a way for us to communicate. Uh, and now it's like I noticed this with the Congress people. It's billboards. Now they're doing it with the billboard, which is totally ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like I saw one with Jim Baird, and I thought it was a campaign mm-hmm. ad. Mm-hmm. And then I drove, you know, drove under the billboard or past the billboard, and I'm looking at the fine print at the bottom. No, this is mm-hmm. this is public money. Well, this guy is basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it, uh, the way I want to say the way the rule works is you get certain you can uh, do sort of uh, what it goes so, so the sort of mailers public average, service announcement. Yeah, public service announcement up until. Like, uh, like April until like uh, right it's, around election season. It's a, I've heard it's many a, on radio. It's yeah. a giant photo of Jim Barrett on a billboard, mm-hmm. and you got to like read the fine print to know he actually cares what you what you think. I mean, it looks like a giant campaign ad. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, a lot of times uh, people complain that they don't know who their congressman is, and and you know when I was growing up, there was a certain amount of the population that didn't know who the president of the United States is, and so. <laughs> You know, it, it's a it's a public service, so you know who your congressman is. And- oh, it's a camp. He's got re-election, Jim. It's a campaign commercial that he's using our money for. Uh, anyway, point on this is the citizen oh, surveys went out, and they have come back, and Nikki Kelly got access to, I think, 
19 of the House or a Senate Republican surveys. And in those surveys, she said 18 of the 19 listed property tax reform as the number one thing constituents said they want the the Republicans to fix. That doesn't surprise me in the least. And and um, and truly, when I had these surveys, what I did was if somebody on that survey, they mailed it back and they wrote something on it, I hand wrote a note back to them because if they spent the time to communicate with me, it gave me an opportunity to, to reach back. Now, now, a lot of the uh, people who just mark the boxes, we sent a generic note saying we received it. But but when we when we got down the brass tacks of the percentages, uh, I really paid attention to what people were talking about, and it, and it um, it 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 really conveyed to me a, an issue in northeastern Marion County, southeast. So you ha- cared. I, you actually paid attention. Well, to I them. worked it. I worked hard on it. Well, I know, but okay. Let me rephrase this because most people were not you. You would like go to people's houses, which blows my mind. They yeah. would just show up yeah, to I, random I, people's I houses. I enjoyed being doing that. <laughs> I yeah, just I, love I that. like people. <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, <laughs> the um, do did your colleagues care? I think that um, I think yes. I think it added uh, something to make someone's decision. Now the property tax issue this year, if you're asking if why they didn't address it, it's a financial impact situation, and they couldn't do it because they weren't opening the budget. But it certainly gives uh, fire to what's going to happen next. Okay, so Abdul, I'll ask this as a member of the media. Do you think these people in the Senate care at all that they were told overwhelmingly, you guys got to do something about property taxes because they didn't appear last year or this year to want any part of that? Well, I I think they do care. I I do think there are some who, but I think you got to, you got to keep surveys in, in perspective. Well, 18 out of 19 is a pretty good reflection, right? No, no, you got to keep it in perspective. Like that's like, like, do, do eight year olds want a later bedtime? Yes. (laughs) Duh. No, do we want it? We want we want property tax reform. Well, yeah, okay, that's fine. Okay, so how do we do it? Because you got to remember, property taxes aren't controlled by the state per se; they're controlled by your local governments. Which well, is, well, hold on a which put together by your levies, which levies is your budget. So you want you know, lower property taxes? You got to do something about your government. Great. Spending. Let's. I'm all for it. Now let's. Okay. So the the, the piggyback to this is there was some hearing uh, this week at the state house about trying to start to dive into this property tax stuff and these local government people showed up in force and and Casey Mm -hmm. and I had this conversation on on our show which I said this is the problem Mm -hmm. is when the lawmakers are more concerned about the government people than the people and that's our fault as the people they're going to be very hesitant to do anything because they know all those government people will vote and they're not sure you're actually going to vote. Well yes but this goes back to the uh, times of Luke Kenley back in the 2000s where um, it it just it uh, the mayor of Indianapolis lost to to really not his it wasn't in his control but he lost re-election in 2007 and that really and that really fueled the effort to to um, do something about property taxes and 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 to be fair Travis Holdman Senator Travis Holdman has this two year commission that's looking at all the taxes. And 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 I'm expecting big things next year. And, but you're right. The the people in the local offices depend on property taxes for their funding, and they are gonna they are gonna put their um, their their uh, interest above everything else to make sure they have the money to run their office. This is why I could not run for public office, among I, many other well. things. <laughs> 
Oh, that and that dead body in the trunk of your car. I would have looked at these people and said, you people are gross and pathetic because the whole premise of property tax was that people's homes are not your personal piggy bank. And these budgets are totally out of control now because of these assessments. And you have the audacity to stroll in here and talk about some sort of pain or uncomfort yeah, you're going to go through. Yeah, but you also got to understand, too, uh, when we talk about uh, property tax reform, we got to be careful with the pandemic because you got to remember what the, what the pandemic did. The pandemic caused a shortage and it caused supply chain issues. And guess what? Homes values went up. So on, on the one hand, you get you get the high home value and that's great. But number two, you still got to pay the bill because you got to remember part of what makes the home so valuable are the services that the homes receive. Because why do people choose a the neighborhood they want to live in? Why? Merely because of schools. You want good schools. You want good roads. You want to flush the toilet and not have the stuff back up. So with the home, so the question is, taxes are the price we pay for civilization. The question is, how much civilization do we need? Yeah, I, but okay. So uh, look, if you're going to move into a new neighborhood and build a new home, or you have chosen today to live in a home. I give, as much as I hate to do that, I give some merit to, no pun intended, to your <laughs> argument. However, take someone like my dad. He's lived in the same house for almost 40 years. When he built that, or when he bought that house, it was at the end of a dead-end street in a largely rural community when we lived right next to a giant field that went all the way to the old Speedway Airport. He has not monetized that house. He's not made any money off that house. He, you know, he didn't pick to live there in 2020. He picked to live there in the mid-1980s. And that is ridiculous, the, the amount of money we are charging, especially like senior citizens and fixed income people. I mean, you want to stick it to me, that's one thing. But there's a lot of people who don't have the means to pay this anymore. And that's what Ken Leak's argument was. Wait a second. People are running out of the means to be able to pay this taxation of things they're not Right. They're not opting into. And, and this goes back to if I if I'm a local official, I'm going to the state house to talk about this, you've got to you've got to expect to put your opinion the detail the might you've got to be able to measure uh the output of your office and the input and and make your case because you're right the the system is uh this happens back in the 70s uh they they completely revamped the property tax law uh and then again in the 2000s it happened it it happens every so you know every 20 30 40 years they don't want any part of this though you can tell they don't want no, any part of this no money's the mother's milk of politics and government there's no question about it they don't want to deal with this but the legislature um obviously we hear on your show amazing in, input about how the how the system is broken and the legislature is the only entity that can do it and it's it's just it's going to take leadership and you're going to make some people mad but it it's going to are, take people are fearful of losing their homes casey and i've talked about this all the time that you've got six people running for re governor on the republican side and jamie rittenauer kind of appears to want to take on this fight because i think she just is going to want to fight on about anything because it's, that's her nature. But the five kind of mainstream known candidates, they don't have any plan for any of this. We had Doden on, and he gave well, some the, meandering. Well, 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 there's axing the tax. Well, but not on property. She don't want to ax the property well, tax. I might put, vote for her if she wanted to ax the property put tax. so much pressure on property taxes itself. But you're well, right. But, but, you're uh, right. It's a made-for issue. It's a freebie. It, it's a really great issue to center a governor campaign around, along with reading. You, you, could, you could put a campaign together of – Issues that that impact 
uh, every person in the state of Indiana, and and we're not seeing it from. the Are you surprised, campaign. even if they don't mean it, Abdul, that somebody doesn't just have some answer that was like, "Hey, I'm here for votes, baby," and even if you don't mean you're well, going to do something, just just well, well, make it up. Is, well, the thing is, you can make it up all you want, but there's going to be people like me who's going to like, "Hey, whoa, time out here, let's." Let's see. You're, you're, devils in the details. Yeah, your math ain't adding up. The yeah. devils in the details. I got to call an exorcist. Yeah. Because because your math ain't adding up there, big guy. All right. Well, uh, that's what happened with Suzanne, right? Yeah. I mean, it really doesn't. Add and up. she's got she's got no. And she came on our show and she had no answer for what government she's going to cut. Other than she did admit, I'd like to point this out because I, th- I don't know if we've taped it. I don't think we've taped a show since she was here that the government is too big. The taxes are too high, and the government's too inefficient. But, so I don't want to hear it from anybody but, else ever again that I'm some radical but, outside but the, the box. the problem, Robert, is that's her government. Yes! Yes, of which she's, she's full been of a it. part of. Yes, she's totally full of it. But she said it, Jim, and that's all that and matters. See, and see, and see, once again, here's the thing, though. I'll always remind people about, you know, we need to cut government, do blah, blah, blah. And I get all that. But cutting government and making government efficient is like going to heaven. Everybody wants to go there, but nobody wants to die. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, real quick, before it's uh, State House Happenings. You're very rarely fired up about something. Yes. You're totally fired up. Right. And this is because you're such an institutionalist. <laughs> you're and, you, and procedures and uh, you know decorum really matter to you. Absolutely. Did you come out of the womb in a suit? <laughs> I mean, I've, Darn I've, close. I've wondered Darn, that. Darn close. You're very upset about the amount of bills that have been filed in the uh, non-budget year. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. I, I don't know what the comparison is to other uh, short sessions. But um, and I I don't have the number on bills that have actually passed because the bills for our listeners the Senate bills are in the House now the House bills are in the Senate and a lot of them are alike but there's just an enormous amount of bills that have been filed and in in a short session and 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 back before 1972 we didn't have short sessions we we it was like Texas you'd have a session for the budget and then you delay a year and then you come back and you just kind of wonder. Uh, what all those bills are for, and and, they're, they're, and, and <laughs> oh, oh, Jim, Jim, Jim. Bill, oh. actually, uh, the Senate actually has put a cap on their bills, so it's just enormous oh, how many oh, bills there oh, are. Oh, foolish mortal! <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been called foolish in a while. Oh, young man, <clears throat> you have eyes, but you cannot see. Yeah. It is an election it's year. It's election year. It's That's election true. year, and mm-hmm. I need to say that hey, I introduced a bill that would do blah blah blah. We know it has no idea. Yeah. Of, of going anywhere. Yeah. We know it's going to die. But, but we it, have Nikki Kelly, who who reports, like, the first week of session that there were 20 hearings. And 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 you're overloading the system. Right. And I ran into a lobbyist just the other day, this last week, and said, there are, like, 20 he- bills in the second half of the session already uh, being heard uh, in, in the Senate. It, it, it just strikes me that they're, they're hearing a lot of bills. But there's not a whole lot of time to get a whole it, lot done. And the pro- I would assume, as dangerous do, but I yes. assume the problem with hearing all these bills is then you don't actually spend the time on the bills you need to spend the time on because you're busy hearing all the bills. Right, and and I think that I think that's exactly right. And and you know even capping the bills that the members of the Senate and House members have um, hasn't really done anything. And, and so it, it, they're they're trying to squish. Uh, a, a full uh, a, a short a full session into a short session, and and when you and when you hurry, you make mistakes, and I worry about errors. Oh, you know about errors? I'm seeing the man buying two buying lawsuits right now, uh, two two at least two federal lawsuits. One of which is legislation that would ban the Chinese from owning farmland in Indiana, which violates the Commerce Clause of the Constitution. It's not hard. 
Then another uh, bill was a little bit more complicated. It goes to healthcare costs and healthcare rates reimbursement. A lot of this stuff is covered by a federal law called ERISA. And if it's covered by ERISA, the states really can't do anything about mm-hmm. it, which, once again, is another federal lawsuit. These guys know they're going to buy a federal lawsuit, but they do it mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Well, you, the legislative leaders, uh, Houston and Bray, it's just, it's just a, a shame that they don't have a cogent story to talk about what actually is going during uh, on during the session. They started out talking about different issues during the session, but but I would encourage them to to have a story about what's going on. So you know when they sign a die sometime in March, they can tell you what they got done. But right now, uh, it, it's just uh, okay. Real quick, uh, this will go to you, and we got thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. When Long and Bosma were in charge, I didn't really care for either of those two guys, but. They looked like they knew what was going on. They looked like they were in charge, and they looked like somebody you didn't want to screw around with. I don't feel that way about Bray or Houston. I feel like I would point at them and laugh if I had to serve alongside of them, and it seems like the legislature doesn't fear them either. Well, it's changed uh, since we were all in leadership because there are are so many different, I don't want to say cliques, but these leaders are working as best they can to get 51 votes. Too and many Republicans. It, There's too many. I think the supermajority uh, has some real failings. Too many. And and, and uh, you, you, you when the decorum of the Senate and, and working with Democrats always produce yep. pretty good law. All right, Abdul Keep Shabazz, Jim Merritt, you're the best. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul Akib Shabazz, Jim Merritt, the program, Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTYAbdul at ATTYAbdul. Bookmark his website, indiepolitics.org. Jim Merritt on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt at Jim underscore Merritt. And be sure to check out his Merritt in the Morning podcast. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. For Jim Merritt, for Abdul Akib Shabazz, I am Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.